Life After The LC On Beat So it is time for the Life After The LC The part of the takeover Where we dedicate a little bit uh, To the class of 2020 And on Thursdays We talk about like Kind of leaving cert stories And what have you Of where we went in the past And Ooh. into the present and future And um, a couple of weeks ago I had David Hammond uh, Who is from Beat's Big Lunch And Beat at Work And speaking of Beat at Work We also have another do, presenter do, do. That does that And was also a former Takeover yeah, presenter too vintage. Mr. Dave Cronin How are you? I'm very good thank you uh, Shout outs to all of my former listeners Who are now married Who have kids and mortgages <laughs> Yes um, Yeah so uh, The takeover was a very different place When I was doing it so, yeah, yeah is it strange um, Having like Obviously there's been a couple of presenters Since you've been on uh, the takeover yeah. It's a strange scene The transition between yeah. each Presenter to presenter Yeah I kind of feel I feel a little bit of a dad pride Everybody Every, every time somebody goes to the next Next level, I'm like, oh, it's cute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's also weird being on air when it's like semi dark. Yes, I'm not used to that anymore. It's very strange. Yeah. And the good thing is that because it's summer, ten o'clock at night, it's still bright out, and you're like, well, bright-ish. Yeah. It's not like a summer's mm. day, but you know, we can wing it. Um, I know this is coming up to a year mark of me being on the takeover now. It's wow. very strange. And I was looking at um, my story archives and my first photo is we did like in a photo shoot or whatever. Mm. And it was from Dave Cronin's Snapchat. He put up like, guess who our new-ish presenter is? <laughs> new-ish. <laughs> so yeah. very strange, very strange Aww. times. Um, so the reason I have you on the radio today, um, not only on your show, but on our as well is mm. we're talking about the leave insert um, a time that is very strange for many people because you're going from a transition to being in secondary school something that you've been primary mm. and secondary very similar you've been there for years on end structure and then, yeah yeah and then moving into a place where you're in complete control mm. as to what you do and I suppose when you like trace your mind back to the leave insert what pops into your mind I think throughout all of secondary school, it was a bit like do 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 do, and then when it came to leaving, sir, it was like do do do, <laughs> and that was yeah. I think a lot of us, um, including myself, in our, our year up until fifth year, we were like, oh, it's grand, and then we got to, to sixth year, yeah, and then it was serious, like oh my god, I have to actually do well in this, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, like leaving, sir, actually, like to be honest, as I was saying to you off air. I probably should have been a little bit more stressed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in hindsight, I'm glad I wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of stress uh, for people who are doing Leaving Cert. And this year, of course, it was even more stressful. Are we doing a Leaving Cert? Are we not doing a Leaving Cert? No, we're kind of doing the Leaving Cert, but yeah. Uh, but for me, Leaving Cert, um, I did a little bit better than I thought I would have done. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents saying when I got my points and when I picked them up uh, from the school, they were like, imagine what you would have got if you worked. And I'd be like, yeah. Um, so if I worked a little bit harder, I could be maybe in a different place. But at the same time, I don't I have zero regrets of what I did, you know. Yeah, I remember that with my when I was doing the leave insert, um, when I got to the leave insert, I was just done. Mm. You know, and you're just like, OK, it's time for me to move on and it's do 12 whatever. years of this now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when I remember getting my leave insert results, my mother said the same thing of going, yeah, imagine Imagine if you put some hard work <laughs> yeah. in. And I was like, I really, you know, we're here. This is what I got. You can't change the past. Mm. We're here now. Going to figure it out from there. Yeah. And I suppose you went to uh, secondary school in Cork. Yeah. So big ups uh, all the people in De La Salle College in McCroom. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was genuinely a lovely school to go to. Mm. Um, and it did, I think, shape who I am now. Um, uh, fourth year was a defining year, I think. Mm. 
Um, so all throughout like secondary school, I had a very solid idea of what I wanted to be when I was a grown up no person. Way. Yeah, I did. Um, and it's the opposite to what I'm now. <laughs> so like I had, OK, there was some part of me that was like, OK, yeah, I, I do want to work in media. Mm-hmm. But I was majorly interested in politics. Um, I was um, involved in politics heavily when I was younger and in college. Uh, and then I gave it all up, of course, when I went to media, because we're not allowed to be politically yes. involved. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I... I'm jumping ahead now, um, but I did government in UCC, so it used to be called government and public policy. They've taken away that mm. now because it sounds even more boring. <laughs> and that's what it kind of was. So I didn't, I actually, uh, I am a college dropout, um, but uh, I did go on to do other things. I went on to do other courses in yeah. media and really, you know, I think I just, I, I thought when I started government, it was a real moment of like, oh, actually, do I want to do this? Really? So in the background, okay. I was kind of working on doing media stuff. I was producing my own like dance shows before it was a thing. Podcasts mm-hmm. were a thing. Um, and uh, in the background, also trying to work on like getting a voiceover agent. And I got that. <laughs> and that changed the course. Was so the, was that was like, like your defining moment then of yeah. going between politics and media of going, OK, I like the idea of politics, but this thing could work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at the time, maybe it was because of the the shine of it all. Mm. And I remember getting my first big gig all those years ago. And I was like, I could hear myself on TV and radio and online and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need this course. I can do, you know. So it did like I've. When I say that I was interested in politics, in the back of my mind, there was always this big interest in media as well. This mm. nerdy kind of interest in media. Yeah. Like I always say, I think I was doing another interview before and I used to do the signed news, um, you know, when they put up the uh, autocue on the screen. Yeah. And I used to read along to it. Oh, but I used right. to get really frustrated because they wouldn't do it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> to suit my voice, um, so yeah, I suppose it was always there. Um, I just, yeah, I just kind of made made quite a big transition from from being, in, uh, I suppose, like in politics to, to going into media. Yeah, and um, I suppose looking at like UCC, you know, when you made that decision to go in and do your course, obviously uh, something changed in your mind when you got the, uh, hmm. the voiceover contract. But like looking at that. Where um, in your mind did you go with college? Did you still want to continue with college? Or yeah, did you I did. see it as like, okay, I'm going to go back to this one day or I found my solution? Like, um, I think, yeah, so I, I wanted to keep it on, but I just didn't think it was for me. Mm. So I started to do other media courses and then um, I got a job in Cork at a station called Red FM. Yeah. Uh, and then um, all those years ago on uh, this show, I started in 2012 um, so I think maybe if I wasn't hired by Beat all those years ago, I might have went a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've, I've done lots of different things in between now and then. Um, but yeah, but what I would say is that I don't think anybody really knows what they want. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, the career landscape has changed massively since our parents' time. Like it's no longer about having a job for life. Yeah. And, you know, we do this. This is what we want to do. We do lots of different things in lots of different places. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening to me right now, don't be panicked. <laughs> Just, yeah, there is there is hope if you don't know what to do. Because so even when I thought I, I knew what I wanted to do, it turned out that I didn't. Yeah, it's so true because sometimes um, you're like brought up to think, okay, you got to go with your 
maybe your gut and with uh, money in mind. Mm. But then also nowadays it's more so, you know, go with your heart. Do exactly. Know what you want to do. Yeah, There's yeah. always time to grow up later on in yeah, life. It's fine. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that time. <laughs> so, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose you're kind of the prime example then of um, college maybe not working in your favour, more mm. so not because of uh, the academic side, but more that you wanted to go in the direction of going into the workforce first. And yeah, yeah. What? I've been working since I was 20. Like, and that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been in a career technically since I was 20. I am now <clears throat> 28. So that's eight years of solid career. You know, it's it's quite a long time when you think about it. Um, but having said that, um, I did quite well um, on the academic side. I got 100 more points than I needed to do mm. the course that I got, which was government and UCC. Um, but yeah, that just shows you don't like anything can happen, you know? Yeah, because so. I think sometimes uh, the emphasis is for people going, OK, you're finished secondary school and go to college. But it is important to show that there are other options out there and to go, you know what, you can build up your own experience. And I think that the great thing about social media nowadays is mm. that there's people putting an emphasis on you can create your own career. You just need to go out there and try and form it yourself. Yeah. How did you go about then um, on the music side of it? So you were saying that you were doing like kind of dance shows. Um, yeah, and that, that is exactly what I did is that I made a product of myself before without even knowing really what I was doing or knowing that I was making a product of myself. Um, I remember when I was doing this thing and I really hope nobody searches this because I think we've deleted it, but we'll, I don't know. Um, it, I think it was called... Um, Essential selection. Yeah. And each Friday I would choose three dance tracks that you should listen to. And I hounded labels and agencies and uh, for interviews. And I got a little known dance act called Disclosure. Um, Yeah. So on board with this show that had like three listeners a week. (laughs) And they came on and did an interview. Guy from Disclosure came on and did an interview. And then I came to Beat which was the first kind of commercial like outing for me and my first interview was with Disclosure so <laughs> it was like they were like you said familiar I was like yeah yeah I just did that thing um, so yeah it's it's about making a product of yourself like I went out there not really knowing what I was, mm-hmm. was doing but I was making demos I was trying to contact the right people um, I was probably much more ambitious as a pers- person than I am now <laughs> um, I had that drive and I'm glad I did yeah. you know um, so, yeah, like I always say to people, you know, if you want to work in media, it's not always maybe a media degree, media degree per se, mm-hmm. you know, because like you, there's lots of us working in here with lots of different academic backgrounds. Yeah. And it's more about the talent than it is, you know, what's on paper. Yeah. Um, but having said that, you know, I do think going to college is an important step for everybody, you know not going to college but the third level of some degree or doing a PLC course or a Bridger course mm-hmm. um, uh, or even if you want to take a year out. I yeah. think lots of people are saying to take a year out. I, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying oh, um, like that they were going to implement you know, uh, a year out uh, in the UK or something like mm-hmm. that. I think it was the UK. I might be wrong. Um, that would be compulsory to take a year out because if you think about it I suppose you know, the years between you're either 17 or 18 or 18 or 19, mm-hmm. like you're straight into, you know, a different academic step. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what I, am I doing? That's you actually, know. it's so true because I am, um, when I was in college, I 
did my first and I did my second year of college and I just took a year out because mm. I was like, it's, you know what, everybody was doing Erasmus and I wasn't doing Erasmus because of the degree that um, I was involved in. It was only a three year yeah. course. And so I took the year out and I have to say it was the best moment because you grow so much in that time where you have to figure yourself out. Yeah. And there's yeah. nobody to guide you. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's you, you, you in the big bad world. Yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, like, looking at that then, when you um, were building up your shows and you were building up your voiceover and things, like, where did you dedicate your time? So, how much did you uh, focus each week? Or was it just something that you were like, I'm going to keep doing this until I figure it out? A little bit the latter end, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I just had this idea in my head that I was going to be someone somewhere on some media outlet in whatever capacity that may be um so i didn't really like i had like aspirations to be on you know like bbc and like you know do all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and it, like everybody does you know to be on the big ones yeah um but i didn't like i i just went out there and did what i thought was right and you know hounded the right people and yeah. eventually they said yes out of annoyance. Well, it's worked out yeah. well, Mr. Virgin Media yeah. now, so don't <laughs> yeah, you yeah. worry. Well, that was the other thing. I mean, that's. I, I think, you know, when you talk about people in media, like, there's a certain diversity that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, you have to be open to working long hours and working in lots of different things, as you well know. Um, and, yeah, of course, I work here and Virgin Media, so I've kind of, I'm split between the two, so... Yeah. You know, I'm kind of doing the same thing on TV that I am and doing on radio, except it's on TV. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so look, that's a show. Look, anything can happen, you yeah. know. Um, so even, and I know I'm kind of going back to the start of this chat, but even if you think you don't have a solid plan in your head, you know, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose uh, to finish it up then, looking at that and the fact that you do um, a lot of like say freelance work when it comes Mm. to being a voiceover. Yeah. um, Like if you didn't know, the man of Spotify before and (laughs) anytime you had a free ad coming up, you're like, oh, here's Dave Cronin again. I know. um, I used to annoy myself, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) What advice would you give to somebody that is looking to go out and do something kind of freelance? It doesn't necessarily Mm. have to be a career move, but it just they just want to do something different. What advice would you give to them? Again, I think it's about making making that product of yourself and do something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go out and do a podcast on something you don't know anything about because it's cool or it's on trend right now. Uh, do something that you have a passion for and believe in because it will come across in your delivery. Um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, st- stick with it. If you think you have something that you would like to share, you know, do it. It's all. I always say it's all about how you say it, not what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I could be talking absolute gibberish on the radio and people might still believe it because of the way I say it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant. Well, Dave, thank you so much thank for you coming so on. Much. Um, the full interview as well and a chat with myself and Dave Cronin will be over on beat 102 com in the Life After the LC section. You might listen to it. Now you can go home and have a <laughs> yeah. sleep. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Life After the LC on Beat 102.